0: Okay, cool. Well, I'm Harper. I'm Jonathan. And this is Hawkeyes.
1: Come on. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it, I, feel, I feel, it. feel it. Okay, I know where you're going with this. You want a little cliff that makes
2: everybody laugh and feel good, you know what I mean? Instead it's like, Whoa. But I'm really not funny.
0: No, no, and no, we should have a podcast. What? <laughs> okay. Today, our guests are two very wonderful p- people. It's Andrew Ambrose Lee and Ezra Blue Ward from I've Been Meaning to Listen hey! to That. Yeah. Uh,
3: Hi. Hey
0: is guys. it that or this? I've been.
3: Uh, I've been meaning to listen th- to that. You got that. it. Oh, okay. I was like
0: thinking about it all morning. I was like, I have to say the right one, but then I could. I, I was like, and I know that is the right one, but I know I'm going to say this, but I didn't. I feel really good about that.
3: It's um. the sequel like it's a sequel <laughs> podcast to I've been mean to listen to this. Like you know, like analyze this and analyze that. Right. And that's what I was am- thinking. I've been yeah. mean to listen to that.
1: Yeah. So
3: Fun. Yeah. It's a very common misconception
1: that's not <laughs> how say you say that you could probably I, do like a sequel podcast where it's i've been meaning to watch this which would be like this the companions of mm-hmm. don't to you guys to that.
0: sometimes
2: do i've been meaning <laughs> to watch that like I'll do movies yeah every now and then <laughs> like we did uh the muppets and then uh i think andrew did cat in the hat i was gone for that yeah
3: we're, we're gonna do some more like in the future and so it's like really exciting so nice nice
2: yeah yeah,
0: well we like movies yeah. we like talking about movies too <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so this is an Ethan Hawk podcast and we like to ask all of our guests um, what is your relationship with Ethan Hawk and his films
3: hmm I I don't know like I kind of like know the the ben, the watermark Ethan Hawks really myself I know uh, what's it called um, dead poet society I know uh, what's it called um, the before I I watched some of the I think I watched the first two before movies mm-hmm. and uh, Boyhood, um, those are the th- that's really all. I, but like I just like from um, listening to this show and like you know just like watching things here and there. It seems like he's a very like seems like a cool dad like cool uncle type of actor. <laughs> cool cool dad cool uncle and also just like a real like oh this guy's like a theater geek. He's like kind of like the. If if he wasn't like a Hollywood actor, he would be like the the fixture in your local community theater. Just like, oh, this guy, yeah, he's he's always like he's always a standout and like kind of that. Um, but that's really all I know about him. So mm-hmm. yeah. Honestly,
2: yeah. I had uh, no idea who he was until you guys invited us. So <laughs> uh, this is like I a whole that. world that I know nothing about. But uh, I have seen some movies he's been in. I just had no idea who he was. Like uh, I've seen Boyhood and um, um, some others that I'm blanking on right now. <laughs>
3: now, now, okay. I know you guys have been covering Ethan Hawke for a while now, and like you guys are like really, um, obviously like fans and whatnot. But like I think there's a there's a fact factoid about Ethan Hawke that I haven't heard you guys cover on the show ever. Oh boy, um, is that Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the movie Boyhood. You know that movie? Mm -hmm. It took 12 years to make. (laughs) Yes, it
0: it truly did.
3: I I don't know if you like, I'm just like, maybe in your research you forgot to cover that, (laughs) but yeah, just a a little fun tip.
2: Yeah, you know what, that's all what i know about ethan hawk is 12 years to make and that's it
3: <laughs> this movie did not take 12 years to make
2: no it surely so. didn't it felt like it took about two weeks to make this movie yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe maybe they should have spent 12 years and then it would have been good they should have spent 12 like years that. and went you know maybe should have yeah that would have been enough what? time to just be like you know what <laughs> <laughs> never mind <laughs> Uh well yeah then let's hop into
0: it we're talking about regression today. Sorry. Oh, hawk into it. That's pretty good. Yeah. that's that's uh-huh. good. I like Get that. The... <laughs>
2: Get the seven. It's
0: cool. Um. So yeah. So this movie came out in 2015. It was directed by Alejandro Amenabar, and he. So he's the director of The Others as well. I don't know Mm. if you guys have seen or remember that movie. Um, It's a 2001 film with Nicole Kidman that I remember being really good. But then I thought about it and I don't think I've seen that movie since 2001 when I was like Mm. six years old, seven, Mm. whatever, however old I was then. So I can't trust myself. And now having seen this other movie, Regression, by the same director, I'm really doubting my memory of The Others.
1: No, I mean it could be good. We've we we've just come off some some really good Ethan Hawke movies, and now we just watch this one. So, we're, I, I'm not one to judge. That's true. You know, yeah,
0: an entire oeuvre is not based, necessarily defined on one, by exactly. one work. Yeah. Yes,
1: Might be a talented director. I don't know, but yeah, this this particular film was special. Mm-hmm. It was a precious angel.
0: Yeah, it is precious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or a precious devil. <laughs> oh, damn!
3: Yeah, this this movie is like infallible proof that Satan is real. <laughs> like it's oh like... yeah, big time. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So this movie is all about Satanic Panic, which was a, like a, something that you'd heard of before watching this movie.
2: Uh, I hadn't heard it uh, said like that. I really like the just like rhyme. Yeah, sounds <laughs> uh, like a cool has, like, like a nice.
1: Yeah, it makes it seem less it. menacing when it sounds like a type <laughs> yeah. of dare die. <laughs> hey guys, we're, sat- we're satanic
3: panic, and like they like play a song, for like that. <laughs> um, I don't really know. Like, um, so me like uh something that me and Ezra have in common was we were like both both raised in like you know evangelical environments and mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like something we kind of like share, and so like um you know uh, like satanic panic like f- phrased in this particular way in this particular you know the like the devil is like a literal figure and like there's like a satanic cult that like murders babies like we obviously haven't like had much experience <laughs> with but like the, the but like on a on a more like macro level of like just like satanism like just like satan being like you know the devil being like a figure like yeah. this invisible figure in your life that like you know yeah, in
2: powered. that way satanic panic was like my entire childhood
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really just like if you like sin then you'll like you know guys watching god god knows you'll go to hell all the all that stuff i was like very paralyzed by as a child so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah well that's fun <laughs> <laughs> so podcast. Uh,
0: yeah so well, yeah, so basically, I mean, this is like a real life phenomenon that happened was basically, you know, small communities would be so concerned about Satan and the w- presence of like Satanism in their community that it would like mm. develop into this um, kind of mass hysteria right. related, related to Satanism.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And that's what's happening here in this movie. In this um, made up town. In this, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. It's somewhere in Minnesota. I
2: have it open. I feel like whenever these stories are told, it's like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 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 Um, I, what
0: you I. You don't hear like... yeah. about you know,
1: uh, uh, Beelzebub was driving down Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there's this um uh, moment in
3: like Bohemian Rhapsody, like the movie, mm-hmm. uh, where um there's like a flash, there's like a montage of like uh, Freddie Mercury, Mer- Mercury like uh, going to towns and like touring and being like you know, growing in, like, fame and stuff, like, you know, touring and stuff, and then just one of them's, like, Midwest USA, and just, like, <laughs> it feels like that, just, like, <laughs> it's
0: all just one, one big spot, uh, yeah. yeah, so this does take place in Midwest USA, and, <laughs> that's um, all you need to know, that's all you need to know, um, and Ethan Hawk is a detective, y- yeah. you know, you love to see mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. um, I feel... how Has he been a detective very often before?
1: He has, I think. Yeah, he's a number of times. If he's not a writer, he's a detective. That's
0: true. Um, yeah, and this did remind me a lot, actually, of several of his previous movies in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. the one that comes to mind a lot is the other horror movie that he did, which is Sinister. Well, if you could really call this a horror movie, I don't know, I wasn't really that scared.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was exactly a yeah. horror movie. It was like a... Suspense with it a couple tried. of with a couple of <laughs> like jumps. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So it. Yeah. So with sinister, that was also like he was a writer in that one, as we mentioned, he's often a writer. Um. But oh wow.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he was a writer in that one, and he was, but he was investigating. Yeah, he was something. a true crime writer. Yeah, he was a true crime writer. Um. So yeah. So in this one, he plays a detective named Bruce Kenner. Um.
3: And And they say it like out loud, like, my name's Bruce Kenner. Like they keep drawing attention to it.
1: Yeah.
0: um... Well, we need to know that Ethan Hawk is like the most important thing going on in this movie and who he is and everything about him. We know that he's separated from his wife. We know that he, (laughs) you know, uh doesn't he has a Uh... complicated relationship with Faith. Uh and his name is Bruce Kenner and he's a detective. (laughs)
3: <laughs> those are the three. Like when Ethan Hawke got There's like the, the, like,
0: character the movie <laughs> yeah. Bible.
3: It was like those are the three things.
0: <laughs> yeah. So basically, this whole thing centers around a case where a teenage girl. Um, she she says that her her father had been sexually assaulting her. And she is you know she's moved into the church because you know she wanted to get out of the ho- out of the house and be safe and so she writes this whole sworn statement and um, they bring in the father for questioning and um, everything's just like a little weird with this case mm-hmm. from the very beginning um, he the father he admits to assaulting his daughter but then he claims he can't remember. He just knows that he's like, sure. Yeah, if she's, she doesn't lie. So I must have done it, Right. basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Ethan Hawke continues to investigate beyond this because there's definitely like more going on. Uh, he goes to the house and he speaks with the grandmother who's played by Dale Dickey. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her, but she's like just an actress who's in pretty much everything. And we actually saw her in another movie the night before. She was in Palm
3: Springs. The night before? Oh. Oh. No, Palm
0: Springs. Yeah, we watched uh, <laughs> we watched uh we watched Regression last night and then the night before that we finally watched Palm Springs, which was very fun. Oh, my God, that's good. Yeah, Woodwreck yeah. if you have Hulu. Ooh,
1: does she play in that? She
0: plays Darla, the woman at the bar that they sometimes sleep with.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, yeah, I do yeah, wow. She's good.
0: Yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah. So we did a little bit of a Dale Dickey double feature.
1: I thought I felt wow. like she really she really sold the the spooky grandma in this. She movie. yeah,
0: she was good as a spooky grandma and she was also good as like a like a flirty barfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Wow, right? Not the she, range.
3: You she love does. This. <laughs> She has great range
0: uh yeah so he so Ethan Hawke yeah speaks with Dale Dickey spooky grandmother and then he goes to look at Emma Watson's room oh and the girl is Emma Watson we should say that's kind yes. of major mm-hmm. so her name is Andrea she's played no, by Emma Watson uh, it's not Andrea it's, Angela. Uh, Angela Angela yes, yes. sorry um
1: I know it's Angela sorry if you want to be a detective uh, you've got to get your I know your I'm name a terrible straight. detective <laughs>
3: Like, like, uh, just, like, every time you said, like, Angela, it just, like, reminded me of, like, who's the boss. Like, Angela! He kept, like, saying it like that in <laughs> like, voice.
2: Ugh. Yeah. They said everybody's name so many times in this movie. They
3: really It's, did. like, copy perfect yeah. to show up, just, like, yeah. Bruce, my
2: name's Bruce
3: Ketter, again.
0: Bruce, Angela, George. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, they were just trying to, like, remember whose,
1: whose names were whose.
0: Mm-hmm yeah so when he's in emma watson's room uh first off i noticed that she's like a horse girl she has a bulletin board with horses all over it (laughs) like puppies and horses all over this bulletin board can't Um, trust horse people (laughs) (laughs) that's so true um yeah, and what, the longer he's in there the like the creepier it gets. Like it's not just about her, you know, her animal bulletin board. Once he goes a little further, you see there's like a spooky music box that's like playing and there's outside of her window there's a spooky barn. Yes. Everything's kind of spooky.
1: Yeah, and everything has that color filter. <laughs>
0: mhm. Yeah, kind of bluish. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so there's another police officer who's kind of who's who's there at the house with him and he's also a family friend of angela's family Mm -hmm. um and i really thought that it was bobby from x-men but it was in fact his twin brother who is not bobby from x-men the actor actor has a twin brother the actor has a twin brother who is also an actor and he was jimmy olsen on smallville huh so all kind of in the same comic booky comic book tv universe jimmy
1: olsen in him mm-hmm. although just that one brother is marvel and the other is dc I so know. i'm sure that's you know complicated conflict. family politics between the two brothers like, yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah so they go together and bobby from the beginning is like kind of on a different track than ethan hawk like he thinks he's like you know he says like angela she just wants to get away from her family like i think yeah. she made this up and yeah. ethan Hawk's like that's okay i mean i guess we can't rule that out right. but it immediately makes him suspicious of him
1: yeah
0: um and yeah the longer we go on we're kind of introduced to more more players so one of whom is uh remus lupin <laughs> from the harry potter series yeah uh, david Thulis.
1: yeah um
0: so yeah so he's the
1: he's like a psychologist yes
2: he's a psychiatrist professor
1: yeah
3: who
2: they
0: bring for some
1: in. reason
2: i did not realize that that was the same guy
3: yeah he's uh, he, he is really good at like kind of just like embodying character he's a really great character actor just like oh like you sometimes you don't even realize it's him like until like kind of after but, like it's really good Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, he's really transformative. And I think also like the way that they did his like hair and makeup in this and his costuming made him like feel like a very different character than Remus Lupin, who was like very gaunt Mm and, you know, drapey clothes. Uh, But this guy is like, you know, kind of a sweater wearing glasses wearing. You know,
3: college professor.
0: real real nerd. A real nerd, yeah. <laughs> unlike the professor from Hogwarts.
1: Shove him in a locker. Yeah, I feel like there's yeah. something something a little bit like uh a little bit run down about both of them, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
0: just in different ways. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah.
1: Run down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like kind of like uh, dishe- like disheveled. You know what I mean? Like there's like a disheveled energy to to Remus Lupin and to uh, this character.
0: Yeah, I feel like with Remus Lupin, it's more of like a physical thing because, you know, he like transforms into a werewolf every yeah. month and has to experience that like physical pain. And, and like uh, with this guy, I think it's more of a mental thing mm-hmm. where I, not to jump ahead, but I think that there are some people that don't really believe in his methods. It's and true. I think he probably I mean, has to like fight a lot within, within academia mm-hmm. to, you know, make his, uh, make his make his arguments for for regression therapy regression Regression. uh yes yeah and so in this first scene where we first meet him he says uh it's not difficult to provoke a regression which is the name of the movie very fun you love to see it and he's
2: he's... (laughs) (laughs) He's
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's still got like that that accent too like he's he's he's, yeah
2: he's
0: british in this yeah 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 (laughs) they didn't try like emma watson she has an american
2: accent yeah so she has an american accent but like andrew and i watched this together and there's like one point where she says like remember or something like that (laughs) like specifically in a very british accent so it made me like question what her character is supposed to be I don't think oh. she even really knew. Yeah.
3: What do you guys think of like Emma Watson's performance in this? Like, how did you guys feel about it?
0: She was fine. Yeah, not the best, <laughs> I think. She didn't really do she was a lot. A little lot.
1: bit stiff, I felt like. Yeah, yeah you know, I think she I, In her defense, I feel like little. she didn't have too much to she work with. She didn't have but, that much to work with. That's but true. she did feel a little stiff.
0: Yeah.
3: I. It's
1: asking a lot of her. Like, it's, especially
3: because the script is so bare bones and nothing and she's asked to like portray someone who is like a assault victim or like a like who is like really wrestling with some su- and just like i feel like this is not in her wheelhouse necessarily
0: mm-hmm. yeah. i just felt like
3: yeah
0: yeah i will say that i did think there were some times where she was pretty good at you know yeah. acting like yeah you know, like she was, she had been traumatized. Um, specifically, there's one scene where she's just with Ethan Hawke, and she's showing him with her brand, her anti-cross, anti-Christ mm-hmm. upside down cross brand that she received. Um, and I thought she was pretty good in that scene. But what didn't really work for me was there was a scene towards the end where um, her character kind of flips. And I feel like I don't want to get jump ahead too much. Although I guess everyone should have watched this movie, but there's a moment where her character is supposed to flip and I just didn't really register it from her. The only reason I understood what was going on was from the dialogue,
1: mm-hmm. but I don't think yeah. she was yeah. really
0: conveying it with her like face or her tone or her posture. Like I don't think she was like acting very differently.
1: Right. When right. she was
0: supposed to be acting differently? Yeah. But we'll get into it. <laughs> 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 um yeah so they start doing the regression therapy on the dad to his name is john to try to figure out to get him to like bring his memories back so he could remember assaulting the daughter because he claims he can't remember it so they're trying to use this therapy to do it and and
1: they have they have a metronome mm -hmm. like on the table and, and i don't know if
3: you guys noticed but the metronome was a cross yeah yes. so a little <laughs> yeah. bit of like spooky foreshadowing there
1: yeah definitely
2: yeah they really got a cross Spooky foreshadowing, and <laughs> if there's a cross in like almost every fucking frame of the movie oh i'm sorry yeah. if i can't swear okay. oh no you're
0: you're good swear
2: away okay <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, they really did try to get across in every single shot mm-hmm.
3: like, across. They, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, so they're doing this therapy on him And I, at this point, wrote down This guy needs a fucking lawyer Because this is so wrong mm-hmm. That all of this stuff is happening to him While he's in police custody Without having any representation Like, yeah. that feels really bad I don't know True. True. like an experimental yeah. memory therapy feels bad um but yeah and oh the other thing that felt really bad about it there were a lot of things that felt bad about like the therapy stuff and the police work just everything felt really bad about this um but he ethan Hawke, is like part of the regression therapy like he keeps saying things yeah and yeah. it really felt like it should just be the
2: doctor
1: it seems like he shouldn't have been in there yeah yeah
2: When I say all cops are bad, that includes Bruce Kenner. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I did write that down
0: really shortly after. I said, no one has read their rights. Cops are bad. (laughs) Because um, shortly after that, so in the regression memory thing, um, John remembers or quote unquote remembers that um, not Bobby from X-Men was there with him in the assault. So George, the other cop, was he he feels like he remembers he was taking photographs of George doing the assault, mm-hmm. committing the assault. Mm-hmm. And um and like tying Emma Watson up to the bed and so then Ethan Hawke just, like, storms out of the room and goes after George. And he, yeah. like, he's like, give me your gun and your badge, <laughs> you know. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm arresting you. And he just, like, arrests him without reading him his rights or anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be implied that we missed that. That it was just, like, cut out of, you know, we just don't see it. But it should have happened already. Like, mm-hmm. we should have seen it. He wasn't, like, being told what he was... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it was bad. Um, Yeah, and so then after he's arrested, I had another all co- cops or bastards moment where the police chief says, Nesbitt was one of our own. Just remember that. Yeah. And it's like, if he assaulted this girl, like, what are you doing? Why are you... Uh... Anyway, all cops are bad. Yeah, are bad at kind of like, like,
3: their jobs.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're bad at their jobs and they're, you know bad because they're cops yeah (laughs) um but yeah so then they continue the investigation by going to talk to emma watson finally Mm -hmm. so she's staying at the church and she's wearing i love all of her outfits in this movie they're like so a lot (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's wearing like a a kind of like smock dress that goes over a long sleeve shirt she's just like very covered um and she has like a little ribbon in her hair and I loved it a lot. Um, she's a good Christian girl. She win, is. Uh, From
2: never the 1850s. In the
0: Act. No, she would never. <laughs> <laughs> this was another moment that I had an issue with the therapy and the police work. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a minor, and I really think she should have had like a court-appointed chaperone there with her when the police was like were. A police officer was questioning her. Right, right. Like she shouldn't have been alone with them. Right. And she, even the reverend leaves her alone with them because she says that like, it's okay.
1: But, yeah. it's but just...
2: sorry, sorry to jump ahead, but like if they weren't alone together, then how could they have had the kiss scene? <laughs> it would have never happened. Well, it shouldn't have happened, and that's
0: why she needed it a court-appointed, have, uh, you know, chaperone. Exactly. See if they had been if they had been following the rules, then we wouldn't have had to see Ethan Hawke kiss Emma Watson, who's like twenty five years younger than him. They yeah. needed <laughs> yeah, like a chaperone very, in terms like
3: yeah. of like a prom chaperone just to keep them like six, yeah. like leave room for Jesus,
0: leave room like, for Jesus,
1: like, mm-hmm. yeah. one Jesus apart,
0: yeah. <laughs> one Jesus apart horizontal, horizontal, yeah, one horizontal
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus apart.
3: All those, all, all those like Christian like prom. Uh, counselors were right like they they predicted social distancing
0: that's and, true you know, That's
3: true. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so very prophetic
0: yeah yeah so when they're talking to her she uh, she doesn't seem to feel comfortable like talking about it out loud mm-hmm. so he's like oh maybe you could write it down maybe that'll be easier so then she uh writes it down and um and yeah so they continue to like uh, take her written accounts of, of uh, what happened.
1: Yeah, and it's him and this psychologist, yes. Lupin.
0: yeah, they're kind of like a, a buddy cop they kind of become duo. partners. Yeah, yeah.
1: Even though, like, you would think that he would be with, you know, another detective as well or something, mm-hmm. but it's just him. He's because this other guy's not a cop; he's just a psychologist. No. Yeah. So this one detective and then the psychologist, and they. So there's one thing about this, like, okay, the police department, it's clearly a very small town mm-hmm. and they they keep like hammering home the point that they're like a little bit cash starved, you know, they're a little, mm-hmm. they're, they're not doing so well, whatever. But, like, this is kind of a large police department, I feel like. There's, like, there was a lot of people that worked there. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, there's of cops there. there. Yeah, like, a lot of detectives, a lot of officers. I'm, like, this This is kind of, like, seeing, like, how small the town seemed. I'm, like, this seems like a larger police department than, mm-hmm. you know, they maybe needed. Yeah. And also, I, I just thought it was funny. Like, s- some of the characters I thought were so were so funny, like, the... The police chief mm-hmm. is such His a name's like Cleveland. Yeah, he's such a like a like a, a just a stereotype of like a gruff, you know, yeah. police officer. And there's the other guy who's like the, the the hot shot in the leather jacket. Oh yeah, who's like always telling Ethan <laughs> hawk like, "Hey, you know, you're not so great" or whatever. Yeah. I just think <laughs> it's so funny, riveting. It's so good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and there's another guy, too, that's kind of like a... He seems like an office assistant mm-hmm. who's kind of... He's like an older gentleman with black hair, and he comes in and, like, they tell him to do things. Um, and that actor, I forget his name, but I think he plays Death on Supernatural. <laughs> the character <Wow>. of Death. <laughs> wow. So, um, you know, it's a little related to this. A little Supernatural, a little, you know, true, true. religious undertones. Yeah. Um, Supernatural has the religious overtones. Like yeah. Saying it lightly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, speaking of religion, Ethan Hawke seems to be really torn about his faith in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wrote down, classic, iconic, hot. You love to see it. Um, yeah, so I felt like there were a lot of moments in this that really felt like precursors to First Reformed, yeah. which yeah. comes out a couple years later. Um you know, there's a scene where he's walking through a cemetery that's so first reformed. Um, lots of crosses <laughs> happening.
3: You're saying it like, it's like, like a sex nancy city character, like, oh, he's so first reformed. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm such a regression. Just like,
1: <laughs>
2: what did you say, Andrew? This should have been called worst reformed. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know. Okay. Worst reformed. That's very good.
0: Um, oh, do you have a letterbox? You should make that your letterbox review of this movie.
3: I I, I do have a letterbox. Yeah, you, uh, yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, yeah. Follow
3: me at Andrew A. Lee on Letterbox. Nice. <laughs> cool.
0: Um plug. Yeah, so Ethan Hawke's like at home, and he. The the chief calls him. He's like, turn on the TV to this channel, and it's like a sixty minutes kind of program about Satanism.
1: Yeah, I love all the news coverage in this. It's yeah, so like, it's so ridiculously over the top because it's like, yeah. just the the way the the presenters talk, and then there's like, there's there's one scene where there's like a copy. He's lying in bed, and there's a copy of Newsweek, mm-hmm. and it's like, is Satan near you or something? Like, like it has some. <laughs> there's some like ridiculous title for the on the cover of Newsweek, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, it's one thing for one of these, like, you know, small uh, you know, local channels or whatever, to have this kind of schlocky coverage, but, like, Newsweek is, like, you know, I mean, at that time, like, one of the most read weeklies in the country, and it's like, oh, is Satan in your backyard? Mm
2: -hmm. I didn't
3: pick up that this movie was in the 80s until, like, the very end i was like oh i guess it was the 80s the entire time yeah it was like um, the
2: late 80s that was the real twist
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and there wasn't like really any big indicators of that like in the style or anything um except for that there are no cell phones and he listens to his recordings back on like a walkman
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. when I, that was when I realized I, I didn't, I didn't register at all. You, until... you, you predicted
3: the twist early. Like,
1: no, 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 no. It, <laughs> it, it was, it was close to the end as well. Cause it was like, he, uh, th- this was like the, th- like the third act of the movie by that point. I mean, he listened to his tapes a lot, but it was only by that point when he played it back and it was like, you know, he says the date out loud into the recorder. And I was like, Oh, I, I hadn't even registered until like, you know, an mm-hmm. hour and a half in or an hour 20 in or whatever
0: mm-hmm. um oh yeah one thing i did want to say about the tapes is that reminded me of another ethan hawk movie um predestination which is a very fun time travel movie if you haven't seen it i recommend it Um, where he, but because he time travels so much, he records himself on tape and then leaves the tapes for his past or future selves, Mm -hmm. basically. It's very complicated, but he listens to himself on tape a lot in that movie. Yeah. Um, and like repeatedly, you know, which is like this in this movie, he's listening to the same tapes over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. I guess like using cassettes could have been a giveaway for the era this was in but i somehow just didn't like i just didn't register it mm-hmm. that it was like there it was it should... odd to be using cassettes it's yeah that just like...
2: seems kind of like a typical like uh like because they have so many like cop stereotypes in this like with yeah. the very yeah. like typical like gruff police chief that you guys were talking about and uh so it just feels like recording it on like cassettes like I don't know it adds to like the police drama of it yeah, all yeah, yeah. yeah so that's kind of the assumption that i made mm-hmm.
1: yeah definitely like he doesn't have time for new technology <laughs> like he's you know yeah the old ways are better like that's even though in
2: reality cop departments are way overfunded and uh, there's no way that they would be recording it online that,
3: that's <laughs> why the that's why the police station in this town is so big is because all the government funds are going being funneled towards the police station. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like education, social workers, all that stuff. Man. That's true. so
0: true. true. Yeah. If yeah. maybe if there were, you know, really social is, workers yeah. in this town, you know, uh, she could have been moved out of that house before anything happened. That's true. Yeah. Um yeah, so we around this point is when you start to see the cases like really affecting Ethan Hawke or mm-hmm. it's beginning to so like he he falls asleep and um, he's like like muttering in his sleep the first time. Yeah, Um, and then it cuts to and I think this was like supposed to be a jump scare, but like something about it didn't really work right where it cuts to John in prison like waking up and freaking out. Mm-hmm. you know and I think it was supposed to be a jump scare but it just I think like maybe the music maybe there was something about the score that wasn't because so much of like jump scares and horror movies has to do with like the timing of the score yeah, yeah. in relationship to the cutting of the scenes mm-hmm. and I I didn't really pin down what was wrong with it but it's like something was wrong with it mm-hmm. where it just wasn't as scary as it should
2: have been well uh, they did make this in two weeks so that's true Um,
0: yeah. Oh, so there was some really fun Ethan Hawke cop lines around this time, Mm -hmm. um, where they're all like in a group briefing, the whole police department. And, uh, he says to one of the other cops, uh, this one's a little more complicated than taking a stroll and handing out parking tickets, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) which was fun. Um, and then he also says, I think when he's just talking to the police chief, he says, I just get a feeling with a case, with this case, that it's part of something bigger, much bigger. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he really did like lean into that like gruff cop voice. Yeah. And this. Yeah, movie. it's very
2: like lone wolf type of cop vibes. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> like he doesn't play a... by
2: the rules and with the others.
3: Ezra made a joke while we're watching it. Just like there's that one scene where like. Um... The two cops went up to Ethan Hawke and went like, "Hey, uh, you want to go bowling afterwards?" And then, like, just like the idea of just like uh, Ethan Hawke going like, "I haven't blown off steam in 20
1: years."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was really hoping that he would go bowling because then that'll be like our third Ethan Hawke bowling. A bowling
3: scene in the middle of this movie—that'd be so good. Yeah.
2: yeah, then they could have really uh, driven home the point that this was set in the 80s, because mm-hmm, they could have yeah. had like, a very like 80s type of bowling bull- thing. Mm-hmm.
1: True, true. I, Except I, I
2: guess that's a horrible idea, because uh, in like bowling alleys, uh, it's always the 80s. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I
0: thought you were gonna say because like Satan is like always present in bowling alleys. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. You know, those also little, like those graphics that like show up when you hit a strike. Like that's mm-hmm. that's literally that's it. It's
2: the devil's work. Yeah. You know when you're renting bowling shoes, like really you're by completing that transaction you are selling your soul to satan so
1: (laughs) So you're selling your souls yeah
2: oh your souls (laughs) Um.
1: also i'm just imagining like you know they're like bowling and then one of them like gets a gutter ball and then he's like the ball was possessed
2: (laughs) (laughs) god i've been watching like uh ghost hunting shows lately and that very much feels like something that they would uh like say in that type of setting like uh oh the ball like rolled so it must be possessed or something like it curves to the gutter or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i in college I, we had a friend who we would like play there was like a uh game room on and nearby and there was like a, a pool table there and he would consistently be like ah oh, the table's crooked <laughs> 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 which it could have been but he only ever brought it up when he when like he missed, missed you know? so
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So uh, the investigation ends up taking them to Pittsburgh uh, Ethan Hawk and the professor go on a go on a little trip together to meet Roy' who's yeah, they're trying
1: to find the son of
0: mm-hmm. John's son Angela's yeah. brother um, and he's played by Jasper from the 100 if you guys know that show. Yeah, I stopped watching that show. I just want to say I have no idea what's going on in that show anymore. I've heard bad things, but I did watch the first three seasons. I'm not, I'm not keeping it the 100 anymore. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, so I thought he was pretty good in this. You know, angsty teen. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, he's kind of a brief appearance.
0: Yeah, he's in it a couple times. Um,
1: It's like an NYU like monologue. you, You like just like
3: prepare at the, the end of like your semesters a month that, just like his little thing
0: yeah so. so they do uh the hypnotherapy or the regression therapy on him yeah mm-hmm. and um
1: and he lives in this like like industrial mm-hmm. it's like it's like literally like a factory
0: yeah it looks like a good like printing press or something yeah yeah
1: there's like the big gears and all that stuff and Broken windows and, and all that it's So real. that you
0: know that they're in the big city They're not in the small town anymore They're <laughs> yeah. in the big city Because everyone in the big city lives in a factory
2: yeah. true. That's yeah. true
0: um, Yeah so When they do the regression therapy On him he recalls Six people in hoods Wearing makeup like Standing over his bed mm-hmm. And he seems pretty messed up after that I gotta say nothing feels good about this It's true um, it also like
1: they the 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 police department they're like oh you know we they can only they're you know they're so cash strapped apparently that they can only send the two of them they he's talking about like how how broke they are or whatever and like w- they wouldn't really have any sort of jurisdiction in in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah they would just have to hope that he would be like willing to talk to them mm-hmm. which he very well could have been like no, I'm not interested. And they would be like, they would just have to go home. Like, they wouldn't be able to do anything else. They can't arrest him. They can't do anything because it's not their city, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Conveniently, he was willing to talk to them.
0: Yeah, another another kind of bad cop thing that's going on is uh, George, the cop that Ethan Hawke arrested without reading his rights. Um, he's getting <clears throat> polygraph tested. Yeah. So, polygraphs are like i feel like now they've kind of been debunked Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so they they do they polygraph him twice and then after that they like let him go because he passed it twice right um so you know what can you do i guess
1: yeah yeah i don't think they're totally like i don't think it's like it's like a you know a fraud but it's just it's mm-hmm. not reliable Enough to you they don't use it in court anymore Because it's just not yeah it's not like Reliable enough
0: mm-hmm. Yeah and then this is where So this is where that we get to that scene where Emma Watson I think was pretty good
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That one That one time um, She so the, there's a doctor That's like trying to examine her To see the branding That she said that she got mm-hmm. um, That's an in, inverted cross And she um she like freaks out and won't let him like look at her, and then when Ethan Hawke comes by, he's like, "Oh, it's me, Detective Bruce Kenner," and then she lets him <laughs> in, <laughs> and um.
1: And she's like, "Hi, Bruce Kenner." <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he's like, "Hello, Angela." Um, no, but she she says, "If I show you, they'll kill me." Yeah. and And he's like, "It's okay, like don't worry about it." And so then she shows him. And she's like, "Now they'll kill you too."
3: Yeah. Um, the, 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 this scene was like the most like compelling scene because mm-hmm. it and it really showcases what I like about Ethan Hawke so much is like he seems like a very through most of his roles he seems like a very sensitive person and like the way he helped Emma Watson kind of like open up and like kind of like get yeah get what he needed to like you know solve the case but also like it seemed like he genuinely cared for her and like was trying to like you know like ease her into like you know helping him helping him help her mm-hmm. i thought and like just the whole like like that two-hander of it all was like really really compelling and just like yeah i don't know i liked it a lot mm-hmm. so. yeah. yeah
0: i really liked this scene too and i thought i thought ethan hawk especially was good in this scene he had some some good uh, ethan Hawkey lines in this one um he said there's good people and there's bad people, and I thought that was just really good. I don't know. I liked the <laughs> way that he said that line, and mm-hmm. I thought that it felt like him. You know,
2: right.
0: it felt it felt pretty natural. And then he also said Satan's not real, and I wrote bold of you to assume, <laughs> because at this point in the movie, I'm like, oh, a hundred percent, all of these things that are that she's describing are real, like. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, of course there are evil Satanists in this town. Of course, <laughs> and I do believe everything that she's saying. And Ethan Hawke is next. Mm-hmm. He th- they are going to kill him now because he saw the the cross.
1: So true. That's
0: how I felt in this moment in this movie. What did What did you guys feel? Did you believe her?
3: I was. I don't like really consume movies. Like try. I knew there's going to be some kind of twist, Mm -hmm. like, at one point, because, like, this seems par for the course for, like, a psychological thriller, but I wasn't trying to figure out what it was. So, like, and maybe I'm just dumb and, like, very (laughs) dense and stuff like that, but, like, the idea, like, I wasn't, like, trying to guess what was going to happen. So, like, when the the twist at the end kind of happened, I was a little like, what? But then I was just, then I was just like, what? That
2: just seems (laughs) like such a, like shitty direction to go with the movie like what is the point that you're trying to make here not a good one it just yeah. yeah and the fact that like emma watson was in this too like that doesn't really seem like what she stands for i guess i don't know yeah
1: yeah it was a little bit the.
0: yeah i mean i guess we could just say like the ending i just say it she she made everything up or she kind of like progressively lied and she built on it and like let everyone believe what they wanted to believe. Right. And um it really feels like the messages don't believe women. That's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so that did not feel good.
1: I think the idea of like this idea the the twist being kind of like an anti-twist that it's all these things you think are happening are just like a case of like mass hysteria and like i think that's an interesting enough idea but then this next step they take being that she was behind it kind of feels like wait a minute like what are we what are we trying to like say or do here it's kind of it kind of feels a little bit because it's like it also kind of undercuts the message of uh that there are no like shadowy forces there's no like grand evil scheme there's no great conspiracy going on it's just that sometimes people can fall susceptible to things and 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 you know come to believe things that they wouldn't otherwise believe but then it turns out there is kind of a conspiracy a one-woman conspiracy and she's behind it all so it kind of like takes away like this like i don't know it's just kind of a mess it's just muddled and
2: i feel like they could have kept that thread of like um it being uh, like Uh, I don't know, like, nobody really knowing what's going on and, like, it being kind of, like, uh, a conspiracy and stuff like that. But, like, I think that they could have kept that um, without making her, like, this mastermind behind it all or, like, uh, that she... um, like, that this assault victim was lying the entire time. Like, I feel like they could have handled that, like, in a responsible way and still kept, like, what they were trying to do there.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, I don't
3: know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: An evil mastermind that, like, breathes into the phone and that hangs up. And that's, like, part of her evil machination. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, a
2: mastermind is giving her too much credit, I guess. <laughs>
1: it's it's yeah it's just such a like comical like comically villainous like idea and then but the point of the movie is that like oh you know there's it's just yeah it's just it's confused the movie is confused
2: yeah yeah it really does feel like they put this script together like just in a couple weeks and then decided to film it or something like Mm -hmm. nope no edits needed no need to like rethink what you're getting at with this entire movie
3: yeah mm-hmm. yeah google, but the, this movie feels like it was like put into google translator and then untranslated <laughs> and retranslated <laughs> again and then they just like <laughs> like they printed out here you go just to ethan and whoever
1: yeah
0: yeah i mean i think that they had like a few like core ideas like oh we're gonna do this um you know controversial memory therapy is gonna be part of it uh, religion is going to be part of it. Satan's going to be part of it. Ethan Hawke saying cop things is going to mm-hmm. be part of it, and that's <laughs> the movie. Um, which it did do all of those things. Yeah, but not in a way that turned out into the best movie. I might say.
1: Right.
3: Yeah. It doesn't do anything interesting with any of those ideas. Like it would be like there was like a moment where it was like kind of leading to something somewhat interesting where like even though it was like an hour in or whatever the idea of like you know he's getting these he's developing these nightmares he's like having a hard time and then he starts like kind of like shaking and like you know putting like the cross on like his windshield and stuff and like really like so like the idea of you know this collective paranoia leading to superstition i was like oh that's that's interesting if that's where they're going but then it's just like nope women are liars yeah
2: like, they like yeah. hit on something interesting but for one thing it was two-thirds of the way through the movie like maybe even past that and then they also like it's like they there was just kind of a whisper yeah. of that but then yeah they drop it immediately <laughs> and like move on to the real theme of the movie which is that women are liars <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah it, it it is like you know Lisa in the room of just like, oh, this woman's like pure evil. (laughs) Just like, like, and there's no nuance and there's no like, but like my my grander point was like the idea of like, you can touch on these things. You could touch on Satanism and like, you know, paranoia and like, you know, our messed up, you know, ways of therapy back in the eighties or whatever. You could do these things, but you have to like take it somewhere. You can't just show these things. You can't just show a dead baby and then go like, oh, it's edgy. Blah, blah, blah. like You can't just, yeah. you gotta like do something with that. You know, that's what I feel like the movie, the movie was just like throwing stuff at you to the point of like sensory overload. And I just, it was not <laughs> pleasant to watch at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has these like really uh, intensely graphic dreams where he's like, yes. all the things that the other people were talking about, about being surrounded by um yeah by people in hoods
0: and um and he gets he gets uh, when he's awake too he's really paranoid because every time someone looks at him he thinks that it's like the satanists looking at him to like collect him as their next member um yeah but i mean i i was totally on board like when he was having those dreams like i thought it was really happening Mm -hmm. i believed it Mm -hmm. and then he'd like wake up but i thought maybe like they had drugged him Mm -hmm. You know, and so it was one of those things where he thought he was going crazy, but it was actually really happening to
1: him. Uh, No, I kind of thought that it wasn't real.
0: I was I was committed to that's You know, you're
1: you're part of the problem (laughs) that you're fueling. You're fueling the paranoia around the Satanists. Well,
2: they also didn't have like there was one scene where like he had the nightmare and there wasn't continuity from like before the dream to after Mm -hmm. like some stuff had moved in the shot. And so, like, it did kind of look like maybe it did happen mm-hmm. and they drugged him so that he thought it was a dream or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they, it must have just been an error because, like, they didn't go anywhere with that. Right, yeah. They were
1: long, too.
3: Like, they were very long dream sequences. They were, like, five minutes long.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, no. Yeah, so there was... Uh... Some some more kind of spooky stuff that happens in this movie. There's a devil cat situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Emma Watson and the grandma have like a confrontation at the church. And the grandma's been drinking again um, because of like the stress of the situation. And Emma Watson's like, you were there. You were involved. You did this to me too. And she's like, what? No, I didn't. Um, and then she goes home. And when she goes home, she sees this. Her cat looks, has these devil eyes. And then she goes up into the house, and she she feels like she sees blood everywhere, and people were coming for her, and he, she jumps out the window. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so while she's recovering from that, Roy, the brother, he comes to be with her, and he tells like the detectives and the psychiatrist to just like leave them alone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 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 star of his dreams, his nightmares, oh, is yeah. this lady who. She's, like, the one that's, like, drugging him and stuff like that. And she turns out to be just some lady on on a soup advertisement. Yeah. On, like, a <laughs> billboard. I and thought he, that was really fun. And then he realizes that, like, oh, this is just, these were just dreams. Like, this is just someone I've been seeing everywhere because she's on all these ads. Um, and then he kind of confronts uh, uh, Remus Lupin and is like, <laughs> like, maybe your methods are, Cause he, you know, he experienced them for himself and he's like, maybe your methods are not so are not so great. Cause look what happened to me. Like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then he's like, no, don't Basically me.
2: gaslighting people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, think about. and then he's work. just like, no, it's science. And then tells them to leave.
1: Yeah. Or
2: mm-hmm. he leaves. I don't know.
1: And he's like, I'm it's using just... my head again or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah great callback we all cheered yeah
2: he said it again
1: (laughs) his catchphrase
0: yeah Yeah. oh yeah and i think one of the big things about that character the remus lupin character is Mm. that he's like an atheist so right. anytime yeah, he wants you to know it yeah he really wants you to know like there's one time when the reverend says all of this is satan's work and he goes oh come on yeah. <laughs> you know the real
3: ricky gervais that guy
0: oh. <laughs>
1: exactly the real yeah. Marr, just type yeah. yeah
0: so and even when like the you know when ethan hawk like kind of has a little bit of faith like he takes the cross from the reverend just like just why not you know mm-hmm. just in case and he's like oh you can't really believe in that you yeah. know nonstop
1: again it's like it just goes to like the the way that the characters are a little bit like paint by numbers you know mm-hmm. like oh he's a scientist so he wouldn't you know he would uh balk at the idea of religion and the police chief is gruff and like Argh. and the the guy with the leather jacket is cool but also a dick it's like you oh. You know, it's everyone's kind of like these these broad strokes two
0: dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Characters. Um, Yeah. And then, oh, the other big thing that I think uh, happened is that John. So the dad, he he takes the blame for Angela's assault because his son, Roy, is gay. And he thinks that the only way that people become gay is because they're like molested by perverts or whatever, right. and uh he thinks that he must have been the one to do it, and he didn't remember it, and that he and that's why he accepted that he had done it to Angela because he assumed he just did it to both of his children and could not remember right, which is wild it's yeah. it's, it's so bad, and then yeah. it is wild, yeah, it's both <laughs> of those things,
1: and also like uh. Uh, Ethan Hawke seems completely unaware of like the cultural attitudes that yeah. this town <laughs> apparently has like he thought he was living in you know I don't know Portland Oregon yeah. and then turns out this town is not so progressive because he says like he's like oh you know he he, he he's a sodomite or whatever and then and he's like, like a what? A what? He's like totally he's just so perplexed at the idea that like you know that someone would say these views but like it's a small town like he's probably not the only one yeah and he just feels like totally i don't know it's just i just thought it was silly
2: yeah yeah religious religion seems very strong in that town so you'd think that he would uh realize that that might kind of feed into their views too yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, but
0: it it you realize like how wild it is when Ethan Hawke says it in one sentence. He says like you <laughs> took the fall for Angela's assault because your son is gay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. all in one sentence. It's just
3: bonkers. Yeah. My brain shortwired during that scene. I just couldn't comprehend what this movie was doing, like yeah. at a certain point.
2: Yeah, for the rest of it I was pretty much just like what like well, just fuck, increasingly fuck this movie. just what the fuck, guys? <laughs> Why?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So,
0: but yeah, so Ethan Hawke, he kind of like goes off the rails. He attacks George after George gets mm-hmm. out. Um, and he's, you know, but he's still hot on the case. But he goes home at one point and there are two guys following him this whole time while he's yeah out. And um, like, maybe these are Satanists that are coming to collect him but it turns out that it was just george who he had attacked earlier yeah and the other cop the cool leather jacket cop right and um and yeah and so they just wanted to like get back at him yeah for because ethan Hawk like ruined his life basically right um and they revealed to him that e- emma watson was playing everyone
1: yeah and the the guy um you know they he comes he comes home they like start beating him up and stuff and then he like manages to kind of beat them both up and he grabs another gun that he has in his drawer and the two of them they seem to have only brought i mean i think they just wanted to like scare him and send a message Mm -hmm. or whatever but the two of them only brought like i don't know bats or something i don't know what what weapons they had but they're like they know he's a cop they know he's gonna have a gun on him they seemed completely unprepared for the idea that he might have like another you know gun that he i don't know it was Mm -hmm. just it was another silly thing
0: yeah um yeah and then the like the you know big finale of the movie ethan hawk confronts emma watson yes and um and the reverend is there and he kind of gets him out of the room and he says uh one of my favorite lines he says next time you hear the voice of god don't call us. And he like slams the door (laughs) in his face.
1: Yeah. And the way he confronts her is he has like a, he has a notebook where he's like looking at his notes and he's like, he's telling her all these things that had happened to her, but he's just like making them up. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, she's like, yes, this all happened. This all happened. And then he like puts the notebook down and it's blank. Mm -hmm. And they're like, proof. (laughs) This is how evidence works.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so yeah when ethan hawk's like talking to her about all this emma watson she's like kind of like playing innocent you know yeah. like all oh, these things did happen to me and then all of a sudden she turns and she's like who's gonna believe you bruce <laughs> <laughs> i'm
3: and gonna that's... believe you bruce Me. <laughs> 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 angela or you (laughs) bruce kenner
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's that's the moment i was talking about earlier where i felt like she could have taken a more dramatic Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. approach to that line i just felt like she was completely at the same tone and facial expression as she was before when she was like playing innocent
1: yeah i i kind of
2: makes her seem like sociopathic or something (laughs)
0: It's,
1: yeah it's <laughs> tough because it's like how 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 are you even supposed like to her credit how are you even supposed to play that character because it's like you start off and yeah. it's supposed to be kind of like sort of serious sort of sinister and then you have this like full-on like adrian veidt moment where it's like i'm explaining <laughs> my plan to you <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like it's just it's such a like, comic so book ending
3: while given so little like so little like context of her character who are parents are what environment she's in beyond just ooh satan it's mm-hmm. like there's nothing to go off like there's no grounding as a human none of these characters feel like people like these they you're yeah. right they feel like just archetypes that are just like walking around and like ethan hawk is trying his best to, like ethan hawk is like trying his best to like imbue some humanity but like i beyond those three facts you note know about him like His name's Bruce Kenner. He lives in a house. His wife divorced him. Like there's not, there's nothing to go off of. Like, what does he? Does he like skittles? Like, does he like? Does he like shower? Like, does he use a loofah when he showers? Like, I don't know anything about him.
1: Like, he doesn't shower. He doesn't have time. (laughs) He lets justice cleanse him.
0: um so yeah so basically she gets away with it yeah um so he ethan hall goes to the father and he's like i want to make everything bright you know like let me help you get out of prison uh and then he's like no i'm gonna plead guilty like you know she's like messed up but i made her this way and hopefully she won't hate me if i like take the blame for this if i you know pay for what i've done to her yeah um, even though it wasn't sexual assault or child abuse, it was, you know, being like a shitty alcoholic absentee father. Right. Um, and yeah. And then at the end, uh, Ethan Hawke's like frustrated, but he leaves and there's like a, uh, you know, title or like a crib pre-credits under the movie description of how uh, regression therapy has been discredited since then as uh, creating false memories. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also like the fact that he is like making stuff up to her to like prove that she's lying doesn't work because that's what they were doing to other people. And it turned out that they were just like kind of, you know, influence into believing these things were happening. So it's just kind of like, it's not really, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. It's Yeah. This isn't like a staunchly
3: anti-regression therapy movie. Like, it seems like what it's trying to do. It's yeah. just like regression therapy, like puts false memories into, you know, people's heads. So like the ideal would be like, oh, maybe like the cops are, at fault for like and the psychologist is at fault for putting these like making these people remember fake things but like then they kind of
2: when then when you make it like one uh girl was like gaslighting them the entire time like it kind of shifts the focus from like the uh wrongness of regression therapy to Mm -hmm. that
1: right yeah
3: exactly yeah and yeah just like it obfuscates it or just like like that's a point you could like maybe extract if you like look deep enough but like it's just like pile like all this other like nonsense is just piled on top and like just like tonally too it just like it trying to be a horror movie it's trying to be like this yeah like
1: gritty cop thriller thing. yeah
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah instead of trying to like talk about so many different like concepts and like shove all of this into like a two-hour movie they should have like spent more time like actually developing the characters and like making us sympathize with them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. not really compelling
0: <laughs> yeah um glenn Kenny reviewed this movie for the new york times and he said um amenabar's return to horror with the ethan Hawke starring regression would understandably be cause for anticipatory celebration. Alas, tripped up by its subject matter, the movie is ultimately a tepid and frustrating experience. I think pretty much boils it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, It's a good
2: description. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, well, Jonathan, do you have something you'd like to share with us? Sure. It's time for a hawk fact. Uh, would I'll, you I'll... like to attempt a hawk noise?
3: Oh, sure. Uh
0: Hey, oh! nice, so I liked that, Ezra.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> that was good. They were both great hawk noises. Yeah. I liked it a lot.
1: Okay. Well, so in this movie, there's, uh, <laughs> you know, these mysterious hooded characters. Ooh. Okay. And you know they're they're not real, but they appear on screen. Mm -hmm. so i was reading about um uh like falconry hoods okay so you know you see like uh like birds with like uh they have like these leather like hoods on top of their head and it's basically like in training um it basically keeps the bird in a calm state so like as the bird is acclimating to like being around people uh it helps to um to, to, to i guess make the bird more comfortable around the person by like i guess covering their eyes so that maybe they use their other senses i'm not entirely sure um but it's a very it's a very like uh, important part of um falconry training uh it says that this is uh, out of all the falconers aids the hood is the most important piece of equipment uh, as per wikipedia <laughs> um and if you're looking for uh falcon and hawk hoods you can go to western sport westernsporting.com they have a (laughs) bunch of different uh colors to choose from amazing and they have them you know they have it for like hawks and falcons as well because as we've discussed before uh falconry involves falcons obviously as well as you can train hawks Mm -hmm. um and they got uh i don't know it's kind of interesting
0: that's very interesting yeah well, thank you for sharing that hawk fact with us, Jonathan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, okay, well, do we have any any final thoughts about this movie? Any
2: feelings that we haven't addressed? Um my favorite part about the movie was how many scenes uh, just opened with a cat? Um, <laughs> yeah. We counted and I think there are like six or seven. It's really like crazy. nine. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. That's funny. Just every time they establish a new location, there's like. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice.
3: Um, I think this is this might be one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, I, I I think it's like actively like, you know, e- even if like they they're trying to make a point about regression therapy and all that stuff, and like how, like and like um satanic panic and whatnot like i just feel i just question the like why the director or writer wanted to make this movie with this message at this time mm-hmm. you know in 2016 or something like that and why anyone agreed to it or wanted to be a part of it and it's just like it was a thoroughly unpleasant experience i i like was um very upset and very like um i like to give movies chances even bad movies i'm sure i try to find something good about it and like you know i know how hard it is to like make a movie i know how hard it is to make a project and like the fact that if it goes if it like if it's like a 70 percent if it's like a c or c plus it's a miracle honestly because like there's so (laughs) many there are hundreds of things that could go wrong right um but yeah this like and the first 30 minutes, I was like, okay, this is kind of boring. And, like, it has, like, a dull patina to it, but it's fine. You know, it's probably just going to be, a, like, paint by numbers. But then it just, like, transitioned to, like, being actively evil <laughs> and, like, actively, like, villainous and, like, corrosive <laughs> to the soul. Uh, just, like, and just the hits kept coming of just, like, et- like, so many misguided ideas are just, like, uh- and, um, yeah, it-, it just, like, it just made me very upset and the only justify just the, the only thing that justify it did was watching it with my friend ezra ward yeah, so, yeah that was the only that was the only good part of it so we, we really yeah it. We and, were,
2: and the thing is like it uh, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you while you're saying nice things I'm, about no. me <laughs> um <laughs> but uh the thing is like some movies are like really bad and like it makes sense like why they get like the why critics give it like a 15 percent or whatever um but like a lot of them are like funny kind of but this was just kind of like overall really like meh they didn't even like the most humorous things that were said were just uh, like kind of one-off lines that uh, Ethan Hawke has to like other cops and stuff like that. There wasn't really like uh, any like, I guess redeeming element of that. in this even like, Mm -hmm. it was just overall really bland and then ended up like having like a really horrible like message to it too. So there was just, Like, I don't know what they were trying to do.
3: So uh, here's a question for the both of you Mm -hmm. um, is like, where does this movie lie on the Ethan Hawke pantheon?
1: Is this, do you think this this
3: is his worst performance?
0: Well, no, I yeah. think, yeah. I think Hawk was fine
3: you, fine, Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think he's a very consistent actor. I don't think that his performance was an issue. I do think this movie wasn't great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. let me pull yeah, up Yeah, I my think that
2: list. all of the actors like did the best that they could with what they were given mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like I really think that aside from the cats, um they were uh the be- like the casting was the best part of the movie.
3: I thought you said the cat sting the cat <laughs> <The cats. laughs>
2: <laughs> damn it missed <this> opportunities
3: <laughs> we need an english short hair it's like it's like a oh.
0: Yeah, I would put, put this up, yeah. down towards the bottom of of my list of the Ethan Hawke ranking. Um, towards the bottom, what's worse than it? Oh boy, um, floundering. floundering. Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, one last thing. One last thing. That. Yeah. Uh,
1: speaking of movies with aggressively bad sexual politics. Oh yeah, one last thing
0: is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So upsetting. Upsetting is the right word for that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so this is not the worst Ethan Hawke film song, we've no. seen.
3: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Yeah, I will say, though, in Floundering, that movie was not good, but Ethan Hawke was the best part of that movie, and mm-hmm, he was in it sure. for about two minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I think he was probably the best part of this movie, too.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah. What would you rank as uh, the best Ethan Hawke films?
0: I think Before Sunrise is my number one.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh so good.
0: I also really liked uh he directed a documentary that I really like. He directed um Seymour an introduction. If you want like a really pleasant documentary to watch, that's just a nice film about a nice old man who plays piano. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about you? What's your
1: It's tough. It's tough. It's tough to day? I don't know. I it's you know, there's uh, I don't know if there's a there's a if there's a one number one. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm maybe i'm just indecisive but there's a few i mean get training day gattaca force on rise um yeah i think
0: is... born to be blue not best movie but i think his best performance maybe was born to be blue
1: mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're at that stage wow. now where yeah he kind of yeah. look back and and we have a lot to go off
0: yeah, yeah we know so much about him and his work now this is mm-hmm. our like
2: 57th ethan hawk movie or <laughs> something so so like
3: wow and
2: were you guys like huge fans before you started the podcast or were you just like we were just casual, casual like, fans like we just fans.
1: kind of yeah just kind of you know mm-hmm. oh and uh uh first reformed as well yeah first reformed. we haven't, we haven't gotten that to that,
0: that in our mm-hmm. on, on the, the show podcast,
1: yet but we have seen it yeah yeah I'm taking lives hmm
0: that's a, that is a movie that one does
1: <laughs>
0: yeah if you oh, want yeah. something kind of junky with angelina jolie and ethan hawk taking lives is the mm. one mm. also uh, i mean this is not bad sexual politics maybe but this is an uncomfortable sex situation in that movie mm-hmm. i would say uncomfortable for me the viewer um mm. yeah yeah um okay well thank you guys for joining us uh to talk about this movie um yeah thanks for having us on that's awesome
3: we had had such a fun time
0: yeah yeah okay so we're gonna go around and say where the people can find us and um what we've been enjoying outside of ethan hawk and uh anything else you want to plug so i've been harper you can find me on the internet at harping about and something i've been enjoying outside of ethan hawk is um I started re-listening to the Raven Cycle books, the audio books. So, yeah. So so far, I've listened to the Raven Boys again, and it's good. It's good. It's a nice uh, fantasy work about some some boys that go to a prep school, and they're looking for a ghost, and they have a friend who's <laughs> a girl. Yeah, so, kind of like <laughs> Whoa. yeah. Looking so. for a ghost. Or... Looking for a ghost. Yeah. Yeah jonathan how about you
1: okay i'm jonathan you can find me on instagram and letterbox at john Zavaleta. um i we watched um uh palm springs right which i enjoyed i thought that was fun uh it felt mm. relevant to the core lifestyle oh yeah big time of just uh, every day being kind of the same. And you're a little bit trapped because you can't go anywhere. <laughs> and even if you go somewhere, you end up back in the same place.
0: But at least we're trapped together. That's true. Like we Andy Sandberg, Sandberg and Kristen Miliotti. Uh, Traf- oh. That's us. Hum-
3: yeah. humble brag. the cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 <sighs> yeah. Uh, how about you guys? Uh, you can find me at uh, Ezra Indigo or Ezra dot Indigo on Instagram. Um, and then our podcast at IBM TLTT uh, <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> I have to like think about it every time. <laughs> um, and then uh, we also have a website that's the same thing. Um, and then uh, I recently have been enjoying Avatar a lot and like Legend of Korra. Oh, nice. Stuff. I... Yeah, I, like, was reminded um, shortly before it was put on Netflix uh, how much I love it, and, like, uh, it's kind of just become a new special interest of mine. Like, I've been reading the graphic novels and stuff like that, and oh, cool. there's just, like, a lot of additional lore to it, I guess, which mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we actually uh, just finished uh, watching all of Avatar, yeah. so Legend of Korra is coming up for oh. us
2: yeah oh yeah whoa. Legend of Korra like don't go into it expecting it to be like Avatar because it's a very like very different like tone wise but uh,
3: I think that it's just as good mm-hmm. yeah, okay. yeah I'm gonna watch it with a friend uh some other time all right um you can find me at Andrew A. Lee at uh Twitter and uh Instagram more more likely Instagram like I don't use Twitter that much I just like you know Retweet funny people like Harper and whatnot, <laughs> and
1: uh, uh, I don't know if Jonathan has a Twitter account. So I don't. I don't, I don't really use it. Yeah, so, he has yeah.
0: it, and I use it to tag him in things, and then he never uses it for himself. Yeah. So
1: I also cool. don't really uh, use Instagram that much. So you know, <laughs> yeah, follow me at your own peril. <laughs> peril. <laughs> like, um, but yeah,
3: like um, yeah, you, you follow me at Andre Lee on uh, Instagram and. Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you could follow the show at IBMTLTT.com. Uh, whatever. You listen to the podcast. I've been meaning to listen to that. It's a really great time. It's one of my favorite things I get to do each week. Um, we release episodes every two weeks. The premise is that we uh, bring on a guest and we they bring a record that they've been meaning to listen to but haven't listened to. And we use that as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. And it's just like a fun time. Uh, we make it very casual uh it's a very casual fun time and we learn a lot about each other and just like uh just it's just like a excuse to like get to know people and like uh tell silly stories about our lives and embarrassing stories and like oh this, this this but also like sometimes occasionally profound we try to like have a good balance of just like you know silliness and like you know digging into something a little deeper when the artist is talking about something a little more interesting. Um, So yeah, like that's a great time. Uh, We'll have you guys on in a a future episode. Um, So that's really exciting. Yeah, we're very Um, pumped.
2: I'm very excited to talk about uh, that album because it's um, one of my faves. So (laughs) nice. Yeah, we are also fans. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, So and the thing I've been enjoying, uh, the uh, Blank Check with Griffin and David it's one of my favorite podcasts of all time it's like one of my biggest inspirations and just like how they um it's just like a real anchor in this in this like crazy time in this like in these unprecedented times like whatnot <laughs> <laughs> like like but like truly it like really grounds me and like stuff like that and like uh i look forward to listening to it at one point i was like really Upset and depressed, and like having a hard time, and then just like I had to talk myself down by saying, "Okay, you're gonna go home. You're gonna listen to Blank Check, and it's gonna be fine." Um, so like that was really that's really lovely. And then uh, uh, they're cover yeah like uh, from that from Blank Check, uh, I've been uh, I-, I was introduced to When Harry Met Sally. And that's like become one of my favorite movies. I watched it like three times in like the last two weeks. So it's like that good. It's just like a that's so fun. Perf- It's just, it's just an absolutely perfect movie. So I have those guys to thank for that. So love you guys. We love you, Griffin. We love you, David. Come on the show. Um, so, yes, yeah, yeah. so we'd love to
0: have your friend David on the show, too. Yeah. They're the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. I recently listened to the Mad Max episode of Blank Check. That was really Oh, so good. A good one. Yeah. Um, Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys. And thanks everyone yeah, for listening. Um, Oh, go rate and review us on Apple podcasts. I don't know. I'm trying to say that again. Not that it matters. No one ever does it. It's fine. Love you guys though. I'll do it. Uh, oh. I'll do it right now. Thank you. Go. Nice.
1: Thanks.
0: <laughs> um, and yeah, you can follow Hawkeyes pod, um, on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. And I think that's just about it. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Good night, everyone. <laughs>